Let us pray. And so, Father, we thank you for today. We give you praise. We give you glory. Even for how far you brought us, we pray that you communicate us to, to us today in a language that we understand. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay. So, um, today we are going to look at the meditation of vision and um, the vision of, of God for us for this year. We are all aware of the theme, you know, the theme is be strong. And there's a reason why we are saying be strong, right? So we are going to look at the anchor scripture that supports what we are trying to do this year. What I'm trying to do is to bring to you um, proper understanding concerning what you should expect this year. That makes sense. So that um, by the time we get to maybe the middle of the year and then you don't see signs then probably you have been missing lectures or you have not been um, properly um, lectured on the subject matter at hand does it make sense okay so Zachariah chapter 12 verse number 8 let's start from verse 8 Zachariah chapter 12 verse number 8 that's the scripture that actually regulates um, our theme that is be strong with our career chapter to verse number 8. Okay. The career chapter 12, verse number 8. Okay. So the Bible says that in that day, the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The one who is feeble among them in that day shall be like them. And the house of David shall be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. Hallelujah. So this is the word of prophecy to us that in that day, you know, in that day, so by the time that we get to this particular day, the least among us, you see, the least among our ranks will be like David. And I said the last time that David was a man that fought wars and never lost. So we are talking about someone that is going to be undefeated. Does it make sense? So the Bible says the least among us will be like David. And the Bible says that the house of David shall be like God. Can you just imagine? And the Bible says like the angel of the Lord before them. So he's talking about the strength of the house of David. This evening I came to prophesy to you that God is going to strengthen you to the point where you will be like David. Oh, you didn't hear that. 
I said that God is going to strengthen you to the point where you will be like God, like the angel of the Lord before you. Some of you, just like how the angel just descended on the earth and then was able to kill thousands of people just in a night. Some of you, your strength is going to be like that. You know, the Bible says that one shall put to flight a thousand. That is not the strength of man. That's why he didn't say that man shall put to flight a thousand. One shall put to flight a thousand and two ten thousand. See, there's going to be a capability or an ability in you that is going to equip you in such a way as to be able to win in this year. That is why there is kingdom summons. And the system or the structure that God has put in place this year for you to ensure that you are able to achieve this particular task or vision to the point that in 2024, you will look back at the year and smile because you never lost. See, that system that God is putting in place for that is called kingdom summons. That if you are able to stay connected and committed to the vision that this year God is going to make you so strong and going to make you so mighty on this earth. Does it make sense? Okay. So, um, but I want us to look at this scripture contextually. See, contextually. What I'm talking about simply means that I want you to look at the context of the scripture. Does it make sense? So the Bible says that in that day, the least among them would be like David, right? Before we can now apply it to our lives, he was talking about a group of people. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. And then it was a group of people that he was giving reference to that the least among those group of people would be like David. Now, if you want to get the context of this scripture, then we must borrow some scriptures before this particular verse to be able to know what he was talking about. Because see, the Bible wasn't designed with chapters and verses. So you must read the context to be able to isolate what he's talking about. So let's go to verse 1. The Bible says, The word of the Lord, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel or for Israel. So, this particular thing that we are going to talk about is embedded on the heart of God. Does it make sense? So, the issue of strength is not something that God is, I mean, um, God, you, you are just, it's just something that is on your heart, you know, that maybe you are tired of losing, so you want to be strong so that you don't lose again. This actually is embedded on the heart of God. And the Bible says that, Thou says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. If we look at this scripture from this particular verse, I, I, we, we will not be able to get to our destination today. So I will not, I will not go into it because you see, when God was trying to speak, He first of all introduced Himself. The introduction God gave to Himself is very important to the agenda. Does it make sense? Okay. But then we are not going to look at that. We are going to look at the context of why scripture is in the list and them be like them. 
to verse 2. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples. Right? When they lay siege against Judah, when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem, and when and it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all people, all who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces. Though all nations of the earth are gathered together, in that day, says the Lord, I will strike every horse with confusion and his rider with madness. I will open my eyes on the house of Judah, and I will strike every horse of the people with blindness. And the governors of Judah shall say in their hearts, The inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. In that day, I will make the governors of Judah like a fire pan in the wood pile and like a fairy torch in the sheaves they shall devour all surrounding peoples on the right hand and on the left hand but jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place the lord will save the tents of judah first so that the glory of the house of david and the glory of the inhabitants of jerusalem shall not become greater than that of judah in that day the lord will defend the inhabitants of jerusalem the one who is feeble among them in that day shall be like david and the house of david shall be like god like the angel of the lord before them it shall be in that day that i will seek to destroy all the nations that come against jerusalem so if you look critically at this scripture, you will realize that this scripture is talking about war. It's talking about Judah and Jerusalem as against um, the surrounding nations. Are you following? Follow me carefully. So the context of this scripture is Judah and Jerusalem as against the surrounding nations. That means that this particular verse of scripture that we are saying that the least among them will be like David is talking about a particular kind of strength that God was going to invest in the house of Judah and the house of or in Jerusalem so that even the few, the people that lack strength, the people that look feeble will be so much energized to be able to go against these surrounding people and defeat them. So it was as though God was going to use the house of Judah and Jerusalem as a battle ask. Are you getting it? So the first thing that we need to understand before we go into the vision is what I'm talking about today. That is the preamble or what we, what we are talking about as the context of the vision. So today, that's what we are looking at, the context of the vision. What is the context of the kind of strength we are talking about? And we find out from this scripture that Jerusalem and Judah were in a particular season of their lives called war. So, it is during that time that God is now bringing perspective. That even though all these things, before these scriptures, the scripture was talking about the thing that were the, the consequences that will happen to Jerusalem and Judah because they had disobeyed God. 
But then God was prophesying or I mean gave a word to his servants to prophesy concerning the day that is coming. That even though Jerusalem looks defeated now, even though Jerusalem looks feeble now, there is going to come a day and a time where the least amongst them will be like David. But you see, you cannot measure this particular kind of strength unless that is in a season of war. Unless that there is a surrounding nation, you will not be able to appreciate this particular kind of strength we are talking about. Are you getting the point? So, if the season that this scripture is talking about is, let's say, a season like the time of Solomon, where the people of Israel didn't go to war or didn't go for war, right? This scripture will not be relevant. Does it make sense? Okay. So, he goes ahead to say the least among them will be like David. In the context that there is going to be a kind of war and the house of David or the house of Judah will be. It is in that kind of season of war that he's talking about. So can I introduce to you that the context of our strength this year is war. If you don't understand the context of our strength this year within the premise of warfare, you will miss it. See, and when it comes to war, there are some few things that happen to individuals. Number one, people can be killed. During the time of war, people can be killed. Before I heard about the war between Russia and Ukraine, Israel and Hamas, or whatever. What is happening? Death. Number two, people can be wounded. We heard about the fact that in, in Hamas, the, the hospitals were being overwhelmed because there were many people that were wounded. And people can be subjected to bondage. So you can see someone that cannot go forward in life. It doesn't matter the certificate, can be a professor. Before the war, was a professor that was well acknowledged. But during the time of war, that professorship becomes nothing. What matters in that season is the kind of strength you have. Because if you are part of the group of people who can be a casualty of war, you know, and I spoke about casualty of war some time ago, I mentioned the fact that children can be casualties of war. I mentioned women can be casualties of war. And I also mentioned civilians, that civilians also can be casualties of war. So in the season of war, the only safe people are the strong people. So that's what we are talking about. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse number 7 to 12. But specifically, I'm going to start with verse 12. Are you hearing me? Okay, the Bible says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. 
woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now, in the time of war, like I mentioned, in the context of Zechariah chapter 2, verse number 1 to 9, as you read, you realize that Israel will go to war. I get in it. And when Israel go to war, they go with weapons. Some of them have shields, some of them have war, I mean, have arrows, bows, some of them have knives or swords, right? And when they go to war, you can see when someone is dying, you can see because someone will be pierced and the person will be bleeding out and the person will die. When we talk about the wound, we are not talking about something that is an imagination in the mind. People are actually wounded, pierced. Some of them, the wound, it finds it difficult to heal. Some of them, because of the wound, they can be incapacitated for six months. Some of them, they can never be whole again because of wounds. Some of them are into captivity. The Bible talks about Ziklag, David, when David left Ziklag to go and fight with the Philistines. And then when he came back, he realized that his children, his wife, and everything of the people, the men of war that were with him had been taken away. And the Bible says they began to weep. So, Realistically, these are some of the things that can happen to a nation or can happen in times of war. So during that time, it is important to realize that when in, it's in that season, it's very important that you are strong. Because if you are not strong, you can easily be killed. Does that make sense? Okay, now in Revelation chapter 7, chapter 12, verse number 7, through to verse uh, 12. I read a verse 12 to point out to you something important about the fight or the battle between the people, I mean, between the devil, right? And the believers. Are you following? Okay, so the Bible says that a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Are you getting it? So, these were the people, Michael and his angels were in heaven. And the dragon was also in heaven. Are you getting a point? The dragon was in heaven. And Michael and his angels were in heaven. The Bible says, a war broke out in heaven. I'm trying to, first of all, bring to your understanding the reason why, for instance, we are saying that the context of our warfare or the context of our be strong is in the time of war. And people of God, I'm here to subscribe to you that every time on the earth here is a time of war. You just need one thing to be present on the earth here for that thing called war to happen. So in heaven, the Bible says that war broke out. In this case, we see two factors. We see Michael and his angels, and we see the dragon and his fallen angels. Are you getting a point? One of them was responsible for war. Let's continue. So the great dragon was cast out. 
that old serpent called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast with him, or cast down with him. Continue. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come down for the accuser of our brethren, who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down. Continue. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Last verse. Therefore rejoice, O heaven. So after that, the devil had been cast down. There was the, this is the declar- declarations. Rejoice, O heaven. And you who dwell in them, then woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down, having great wrath. So you see, now in Revelation chapter 12, verse number 7, we see two factors. That, were, that was responsible for war. We see Michael and his angels. Then we see the dragon. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 12, we are able to isolate that when the dragon left the heavens, there was a declaration that says that rejoice, O ye heavens. Then now there was another proclamation that went ahead to say that woe to the earth. Does it make sense? And to the sea, for the devil has come down to you. So, because the devil has come down to you, a factor has been introduced into the equation. And because a factor has been introduced into the equation, the earth is no longer peace grounds, it's war zone. When that factor called the devil or that factor called the dragon was in heaven, there was war in heaven. So much so that when he was defeated and was cast down, there was a proclamation that said, I rejoice only heavens. Immediately he came on the earth. Then there was another prophetic word that was released that woe to the inhabitants of the earth. The reason is because that factor that caused war in heaven has been introduced to the earth. Are you following? Are you sure you are here? Okay. Now, if you understand that critically, then you understand, therefore, that when you come on the earth, immediately, see, that's why a baby doesn't come laughing. A baby does come crying. Because he understands that there is a zone he has got into that is not peaceful. Now listen, the defeat of many of us, and I hope all of us will understand this thing I'm teaching you, because the defeat of many of us is premised on this very fact that there is war on the earth we are not aware of. See, if we're able to understand this, most of us will be able to halfway win. And I hope you will understand. And I will also understand as well. Because most of the time, we are not understand. We don't understand. So we live our lives as though we are in a time of peace. 
But unfortunately, we are in a time of war. And the season that is bestowed upon us, that every man that is born on the earth is a man that has been put in a war zone. And the earlier we understand this concept, the better for us. You see, many of us don't understand this concept. Can you imagine? Okay. When someone, right, is standing right in front of you holding a sword. Right? Physical battle. You are probably at Ukraine. And someone is holding a sword. I get it. You see a military man holding a sword coming, running after you to kill you. What would you do? You either run. If you are, you believe in yourself that you are also strong, you will go after the military person and defeat the military person. But one way or the other, something will happen in that case that shows that there is a time of war. In that time, you see people running, trying to escape, trying to find shelter. And these are the weak people. The strong people are at the war front and they are fighting, they are winning, they are advancing, they are taking territories. But you see, Unfortunately, the nature of our warfare, the Bible says, is not canal. We don't fight canal battles. In other words, not physical. The Bible says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. So, unfortunately for us, the agents that we are fighting against, they are not physical beings. That is the unfortunate situation. So, when that agent is coming, you might not, because you see, if you see an Al-Qaeda person, someone that is from that particular place coming with bomb on the person and comes to stand right in front of you, you will take shelter. But unfortunately, when there is an arrow of darkness that is cast on us, how will we be able to take shelter when we don't even know, we don't even see this? But you see, understanding basically that there was war in heaven. And because the factor that introduced war into heaven has been cast on the earth, the earth is no longer safe to its war zone. If you understand that, that is 50% problem solved. I met a young woman today at work. And then she came and I was asking her about, she was asthmatic. And she said she, she 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 was you know in crisis and then they brought her to the hospital so they had already given her medication and then she was coming for uh, the medication so that she would go and replace it so when she came i was asking her so what triggers your asthma attack and this person began to give me history to the point where she was telling me malaria triggers her asthmatic attack malaria triggers her asthmatic attack you know, when whilst I was talking to him, I felt my heart. I felt this part of my heart, like this part of my body. I mean, my chest, this part of my body, uh, this part. I saw. I felt a sharp pain when she was talking to me. And immediately I understood that it was a demon. What she was talking about, because what she was saying and she was describing, the demon that was responsible for that was the one that was talking. So I felt it. 
bombarding or something. There is a problem. The problem is that she doesn't understand that she's in a war zone. All that she's aware of is that I am sick. And many of us have the problem with us. We don't understand that we are in a war zone. So we see the financial crisis as, oh, this is, this is, I mean, uh, this is normal. You know, things are, things are, Ghana is hard. Ghana is what? You don't understand. War zone. There is nobody that is of God. The Bible says that if your heavenly father feeds the, 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 the bears of the air, they, they, don't, they don't work. They don't do they, your heavenly father. No, it's not their heavenly father. They, it is their creator. But you, it is your heavenly father. The Bible says that he feeds them. And now he goes ahead to ask of, of how much value are So your heavenly father understands that you, you need bread for the day. He's able to feed to the point where he's able to feed the farm in the air. And you are not fed. And you are going through some level of difficulty. And you are blaming the economy. You see, and you will come to understand that the nature of the the kingdom that we are in battle against is called the kingdom of darkness. That their greatest strength is in how much they can be in darkness. So you have ulcer. And when you have the ulcer, you will not understand. You might think that this is a usual something that and then that thing will stay there for long. It will get to a point you can't fast. You, you can't fast. Meanwhile, it is part of the destiny of the believer to fast. The doctor will go ahead and educate you that don't fast because if you fast, you will trigger that ulcer. So don't fast. And you realize that you'll be eating and eating and eating, feeding the flesh, feeding the flesh, feeding the flesh, feeding the flesh, feeding the flesh. What you don't understand is that you are in a warfare. You are just ignorant of that fact. Because the question is, what does the devil seek to achieve by preventing you from fasting? The question is this, is God too weak to any to heal you of altar? So that you can fast. It's got too weak. But we don't understand that we are in a battlefield. And that's that, you see, I hope, you see, this thing I'm teaching you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not just teaching, I'm teaching me that I understand that I'm not fair. You know, the devil will come and will bring social media try and distract you you know and we like that and when we are in that particular atmosphere and stuff like that you know it's as if we are having some level of pleasure no it's if they put a gun on you physically would you be happy but you see that's what happens when we are under the plight we are under under the 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 the, 
the we are we are we are under the influence of such weapons weapons of mass distractions we are they, they put a gun on us you know call last they put it on us they are about to press the trigger and we are still standing there we are enjoying it because you see we don't have proper understanding that we are moving you know some of my people call me and they are like you know uh papa you know i'm weak i'm i'm not able to pray i'm down you know all those kind of things you see do you know the problem it's simple we are ignorant of warfare and that's why we stay in that thing for long because we have we lack understanding that what is actually happening to you is it can be compared to someone who has put a knife or a sword on your neck cutting it that's how dangerous that is that the most dangerous thing is to remain in it that you have the capacity to rise up again but the most dangerous thing is that you are remaining in it so you don't even be able to rebuke the enemy when anything comes you know one day the lord asked me says why is it that whenever you are in any form of crisis it's like you break down see if you cause of lack of proper understanding concerning warfare this is your opponent defeat him this is your opponent fight him so that you can win but we will not do that unfortunately because we lack proper understanding concerning the kind of world that we find ourselves in. There was a woman who was bent over in the time of Jesus was in the synagogue. And Jesus rebuked the demon in the demon left. And the Pharisees began to complain. The Pharisees began to talk. Jesus said, Shall this daughter of Abraham, who has been bound, shall not this daughter of Abraham be bound this man who has been sent to What is the activity of darkness in your life? What is the activity of darkness you just thought was normal? What is that thing that you just thought was just part of life? Is it that asthma? That you have gotten to the place where you are now okay with it? You have stopped fighting. Because one way or the other you have accepted it as a part of your life. What will happen if you pass your exams? What will happen? You will come and share a testimony and say, God is good. I wrote an exams and by the grace of God I passed. And you know something? Because the devil understands that you will come, there's a possibility that you will come and say that all hell will break loose on your academics. But you see, let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10. Because even though there is war and everything, there's an assurance, and that's what we have to look at. Revelation chapter 12, 
this no matter. Revelation chapter 12. The Bible says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, and this is the kind of voice I am coming to make. You see, this is a declaration I'm making over us. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of the virgin who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down. You see, the devil is dangerous. You know, in this scripture, when God, uh, the scripture was trying to give a description of the devil, it says he's the old serpent, the devil. In other words, he's an ancient being. He, he, you see, he was there before you came. Your forefathers were was dead were dead before he came. I mean, he was dead before your forefathers came. In fact, before the first man came, he was dead. It's a dangerous fool. But see, you know the interesting thing. The interesting thing is that the Bible says now, see, because of the accuser, for the accuser, because the accuser is dead. Listen, because the accuser is alive. Because the accuser is going to rampage on the earth, now is salvation. So salvation is coming because the accuser is on the earth. We might have thought that woe to the earth. Now the earth is doomed to fail. Then look at the wisdom of God in manifestation. Now salvation. You see, Michael and his angels were able to win because now there was salvation. Because there was a time that salvation came to Michael and his angels. There was a time that strength came to Michael and his angels. There was a time that the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ was made manifest in heaven. That was how the devil was cast down. And if you'll be able to defeat the devil in our day, now salvation must come. Strength must come. The kingdom of God must come and the power of his Christ must come. So whenever the kingdom of God is made manifest at any point in time, it's trying to say that the kingdom of darkness has been proud for far too long. Now it is time for judgment. So do you know something? Because of the devil, God decided to introduce a factor on the earth and that factor is called you that child of God, that anointed man and woman of God, because now is that time where he's equipping you with strength, he's equipping you with so much power, so that even though it looks like this particular foe is an Asian serpent, you will not be defeated by him. Oh, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. What I'm just trying to simply say, what I'm trying to simply put forth is that because of this wickedness, because the devil has the capacity to cripple men, because the devil has messed up the lives of people. You know, I was telling the other day about a free telling me about a dream that a woman had who had breast cancer. 
had a dream and someone was either sucking their breast or something, woke up and then came to the hospital with breast cancer. That is how wicked the devil can be. But you know something? Now there is salvation. Now there is strength. Now there is the kingdom of God. And now there is the power of His Christ. All these things are available because of this particular being called the devil. So even though God knows how terrible and powerful the devil is, we are in a season of war. And even though God knows how 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 dangerous this being called the devil is, he did not leave us without a witness. He did not leave us without a testimony. So do you know something? Now you can win. What is happening to you this year? But I'm saying now you can win. This evening, you are not here. Maybe I should end. Because the way you are responding, the way you are acting is as if you are not interested in what you are doing here. I said now there is salvation. I said now there is strength. You see, listen to me. Because of that fibroid, God is introducing another factor called strength. See, because of that diabetes, God is introducing another factor. See, he knows that there is a challenge in the family. He knows that there is a crisis in Ghana. He's introducing another factor called strength. So you see, what that means simply is that it doesn't matter how much the devil will try to oppose you there is enough ability in god enough strength in god that god has introduced or invested in us that will make us win so do you know something in the long analysis the devil can never win he might win some small small battles some conflicts but the devil will never win the war do you know why because now there is salvation See, that's what our theme is all about. That is why, that is why we are... See, we, the devil is dangerous. The devil is powerful. The devil is so serious. Because I'm going to reveal to you how the devil attacks men. I'm going to reveal to you the strategy that the kingdom of darkness uses. And you will realize how wicked the devil is. You know, the, most of the stories... There was a time that we, we used to hear about Snow White and the what whatever dwarfs, seven dwarfs. Okay, now go to Hollywood again and find out the story of Snow White, whether it's the same as the one before. Do you know what? We are in warfare. You know, there was a time that the you know this um lgbt whatever whatever plus thing eh? they had this anthem the anthem the words as part of the words it will it's like this you can insult us or whatever it is we are coming after your children you think they are you, you, you think it's a joke 
in, in America, I saw a video clip where they had used the LGBT flag to cover the American flag in a classroom. So they should keep seeing it. And as long as they keep seeing it, the spirit enters. See, they are not kidding. They are not joking. But you see, we are ignorant. We don't know that we are in a battlefield. We don't know. We don't know that we are in a battlefield. So the average believer loses up. See, we don't even understand why there should be a particular kind of candidate. There should be a kind of person who can be our president. We don't understand that. We think anybody at all can be president. It's just because he has good intentions. See, good intentions is not enough. Good intentions can even push the country forward. But might be the greatest adversary against the kingdom of God. And listen, it doesn't matter if Ghana is going forward. If the kingdom of you see, Ghana can prosper whilst our soul dies. Look at our nation now. At first, it was so difficult to wear some clothes in Ghana. Now it's not common. At first, it was so difficult. I heard a story of 11 year old, 11 year old, and either 14 or I've forgotten the other age, but in a team who went and murdered another child. 11! In Ghana, yeah. And do you know what they were going to use it for? Money rituals. No, you, you, are, you are there, you think the devil is joking. Look at your own life. What has the devil done? You are at a critical point in your life where you cannot even lift up. How do you, okay? Listen, right now, can, can if I gave you the opportunity to just talk about something you are interested in, can't you talk from now to the morning? But open your mouth and pray and see. All hell will break loose on you. All the fabrics within your flesh will try and resist you. And yes, too, we don't understand that we are in a battlefield. But you see. Even though the devil is that powerful, even though the devil is that dangerous, even though the devil is that strategic, now there is salvation. The God that watches Israel, he neither sleeps nor slumber. And that is what God wants to do to us this year. So when we introduce a thing like be strong, we are saying that it is a need for every single believer to be strong. Because where the world is getting to, if you are not strong, you will bend the knee. Some of you will receive the mark of the beast before you even know it. You will compromise on many things before you even know it. Do you know why? Because you don't understand that there is warfare. But now is there salvation. Now is there strength. That's what we seek to do this year. That's what we seek to do. What we are talking about is not a, it's not a, a usual thing. It's not a small thing. A sickness that can be in you. Eh? A sickness that can grow like how a normal human being grows. A 
and we can give it a very nice name, fiber. And do you know what happens when we do that? Because there are, there are many other sicknesses like epilepsy, schizophrenia, and all these things that we just give them a nice name. Do you know what we are doing? You think the devil is a fool? Nice name so that you accept it. I remember in the university, there's this young lady who was telling me with pride, you know, this is my, I, I had tonsillitis. My tonsillitis, when it comes, is like this, is like that. So proud. Because the name sounds nice, tonsillitis. Epilepsy. Schizophrenia. Wow. Wow. There was a time I saw that they were, they were celebrating a particular group of people. I forgot it again. Yes, they were celebrating autism. Am I saying we should hate them? Oh, no, 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 no. They are the reason why we are here. Because we are not just going to be strong for ourselves, we are going to also be strong for other people. But you know something? Why is our world celebrating them now? Because they don't have answers. Apart from that, because the devil knows. That if we see this one is a demonic oppression, then what we will do is that that means that the only place that can solve demonic oppression is the church. So these people we must take them to the church. But because we know that if we if we do it like that too, then the people will get born again. So let's not do it like that. Let's make it in such a way that it looks so nice and appetizing. And God is going to grant us to listen. Maybe right now you might not be able to pray and heal autism yet. But in your own life, don't ever be familiar with autism. Whether in your life, in the life of your family member, in the life of no matter where the thing is coming from, don't ever be comfortable with sickness. Don't ever be comfortable with weakness. It doesn't matter who is on, whether your mother, your father, your uncle, your auntie, don't be comfortable. Whenever you go on your knees, pray and rebuild that demon. Rebuild that sickness. Healing should happen. Oh, the Bible says that Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, then the kingdom of God has come. Now, salvation. Do you know that there was a place in the Bible where Jesus cast out the spirit of fever. Fever. Do you know what fever is? Increase in temperature. Would you ever think of casting out a spirit like that when your temperature goes up? But you see, we have been indoctrinated in our world. They taught us that this is the way we should go. So many of us have put into that system called Babylon. That's why you need kingdom summons. There was a man of God who said that there was a virus, there was an outbreak. And the man of God said that, listen, I can never have this thing. And he said, even if you put it in my blood, this virus, these animals would die. And they took blood samples. They cultured the animals and the animals died. Listen, and so that you know, you are the only one who is late. Oh yes, there's a video of Pastor Chris entering. See, he was trying to. 
there was a, a there was a glass he entered the place right there was a glass he wanted i think shopping or something there was a glass and he had to lean on the glass i get it. like he was about to fall right so he would have broken like he would have fallen into the glass got broken and then probably got hit you know he passed through the glass you are the only one who is late that's why you need to be strong so don't say you see don't say because my mother or my father or you know that you have seen so much normality around you so you think that you are okay you are not it's not okay for you to feel moody that all the time every time you are it's not okay there is something wrong with you repeat that spirit and leave it and forget about it and go forward because if you keep pampering it it will stay there you are there all of a sudden you hear you cry you are not beautiful enough you don't have this kind of bottles that these people who look at look at your celebrity idols this person this person look at the bottles you don't have some you are not beautiful enough look at your face it's too big look at your nose it's too big who gave us the standard of beauty but we don't know that and we are deceived and all of a sudden the young lady who has been made in the image of god is trying to look like an an idol trying to look like a fetish priest we think oh so you thought fetish priests are the only people who dress but they are fetish priests who put oh my god you don't know you don't know they are part of the spirit that sets trends on the earth they set trends you don't know but there's this trend on the earth and all of us are following you don't understand Listen, I came to set you free that you understand that now salvation so now you can be stronger. You can actually stand on your two feet and say no oh, enough is enough. Listen, this year I didn't come to pamper you. I didn't come that's why I thought about the numbers. I didn't you see listen, whether 2 3 4 5 10 people we will still do what we are doing. Because you see, if we can only get about five of us If we can only even get two of us, because one will put to flight a thousand, two can put to flight ten thousand. If we can only get two of us, I'm sure we can shake Ghana. Begin to lift up your voice. Say, Father, deliver me from the blindness of the devil. The Bible says, "Even the God of this age has blinded," so you will not know that you are in warfare. So when you woke up in the morning and that driver started insulting you, you thought it was normal. Oh, you didn't know. You lacked understanding. The he, the person was trying to destabilize you so that you cannot connect to heaven again, so that that accident will come. Because you see, as long as you are connected, you can send the signal. So how many of us didn't fall into? How many of us fell into chaos because you didn't catch a signal? Came in a hall. Kele damasco branda can God take the blindfolds from our eyes? Begin to talk to God.